Greetings, fellow investigators, and welcome to our video podcast, Into the Darkness, where my friends and I play the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. I'm your host, Tom Rayleigh. The scenario is called Wasted Youth. It was written by Christopher Smith Adair. It's part of a collection called New Tales of the Miskatonic Valley, and it's available from DriveThruRPG. Our game master is Jen Obertaz, and this is episode one. So without any further delay, let's begin our journey into the darkness. Jen? <clears throat> Thanks, Tom. All right. It is 1928, Arkham, Massachusetts. The very early June, just when it's that late spring, just that hint of summer starting to come in, schools just let out, kids are everywhere, you know, there's uh, there's uh, the scent of flowers in the air, the sun's getting hotter, and there's just that promise of everything is just going to be great. And then comes the last couple of weeks when a series of articles have appeared in the Arkham Examiner. This is the first one. Deadly Chase Through Arkham by Roberta Henry. It was like a scene out of a crime thriller or from the headlines of New York or Chicago papers, but it happened here in Arkham. Police conducted the chase through the streets of our town in pursuit of the car that hit and killed Mr. Arthur Hathorne, 65, as he crossed West Pickern Street. After blocking through many city blocks, the fleeing car spun around the corner too quickly and smashed into a wall. The driver, Joseph Dooley, was killed in the crash. All of this would be enough cause for alarm, but the reckless driver in question was but 13 years old. Needless to say, the car was not his. He had stolen it from where one Brian Pricker had parked it. This is a tragedy on many levels. And while our hearts go out to the dead boy and his family, our sympathies are with Mr. Hathorne and his bereaved loved ones. Witnesses claim they saw Joey, as he was commonly called, smiling and laughing just before he hit Mr. Hathorne and that he continued to laugh and smile even after leaving the poor man dead on the street. Dooley was a student at E at Eben S. Draper Elementary School. Okay, thank you. And then a few days later, this second article appears in the Examiner. Teenager dies on Arkham Street. Early risers were subject to the peculiar sight this morning as a teenage boy ran screaming down South Peabody Avenue. The boy in question was one Lou Marino, who lived on that street. A student of Arkham High, Marino could be heard to shout angry obscenities of the most awful kind. Then the boy collapsed in the street, rushing to his side, his neighbors discovered he was dead. This calls to mind the other recent incident with the car chase involving young Joey Dooley. Though in this case, the coroner has determined that poor Lou Marino died when his heart gave out. Of course, heart attacks are rare in children, but they are not completely unknown. While this attack may explain his behavior, it seems as likely that licit substances were involved and this caused both actions and his death. The medical examiner maintains that no such evidence was found. 
not exactly a great week in Arkham. It, no. It goes <laughs> quiet. It goes quiet for a, for about maybe half a week. And then maybe three days ago, this third article appeared. Youth crime epidemic continues. Young Billy Washburn, a student at uh, Ebenez Draper School, was apprehended by police this afternoon after he vandalized the windows of several storefronts uh, along East Main Street. Witnesses say the boy calmly walked up with a baseball bat and began shattering the glass windows. Businesses attacked included the Arkham General Store and Arkham Printing. The boy, who is only 12 years old, attacked patrolman Harris when that policeman approached him. Uh, the patrolman obviously did not expect a vicious attack from a young, from a young boy uh, and suffered a broken arm. It took several officers of the law to subdue the uh, delinquent. The child was in such a state that the officers took him to Arkham Sanitarium uh, so that he would not be a danger to himself or others. He remains under the care of the doctors there. The proprietor of the general store, Ryder Adams, uh, is quoted as saying, it's a crying shame when a respectable business people have to endure crimes like this. By all accounts, however, the young boy has hitherto, uh, heretofore been a respectable member of the society. Uh, and unfortunately, this is not an isolated incident. Readers will be well aware of how the growing uh, stories of childhood delinquency in our normally placid town. Uh, when will this scourge end? What is to be done? And furthermore, when will Town Hall take action? So, you all have in some form or fashion, been contacted by Chief of Police Asa Nichols, who is, understandably, rather baffled by all of this. Um, uh, Brody, he reached out to you first. You two are old war buddies. You know, you, you don't share a trench with someone and, you know, don't trust them with your life. Yeah. So, uh, Asa, what, what do you think could be causing this sort of Weird behavior in the youths. You know, by the way, y'all, you're all in the, uh, you're all in the uh, Arkham Police Station in Asa Nichols' office. Think it, it's very like think you're like hard boiled detective sort of setup. Big wooden desk, um, blotter, one of those desk lamps, all that sort of thing. And he's just leaning, and he's about in his early 60s, kind of portly, you know. The years have been, have been kind to him, to some degree. And he's just sort of leaning on his desk and just looking over at Brody like, the hell with it, Brody, I don't know. This isn't like anything I've ever seen before. Well, I mean, we've had delinquents, but not this young, not somebody. No, uh-uh. These... And from, from what you said, from what the red newspaper says, it looks like these were regular, ordinary kids uh, up until yeah. this point. I mean, you remember last year when we had that rash of, before that whole uh, Varga thing, we had that that rash of vandalism from, from some of the, the Italian gangs? Well, yeah, you know, that you'd no, expect. Yeah, that I get. That I understand. 
But this? You're right. These aren't the type of kids that would do this sort of thing. Some of these Could kids are from... on... hmm? Could they be on some kind of drugs? Is there some God, I hope... around? God, I hope not. But at this point, I don't know. The home... Do we know what the home lives of these children have been? <laughs> Apologies. I don't know if I've if I, if anyone here would really know who I am, I'm, uh, I'm, no, doc- go on. I'm Dr. Ramberg. I'm, I'm a, I studied in, in Germany under sociologists. It's another, I, I'm kind of pioneering a new field, uh, sociology and how, you know, people's like upbringings and home life, how can it affect their children, their behavior subconsciously. Mm-hmm. And I'm wondering, this epidemic has sparked our interest. And I wonder if maybe, Maybe I can be of assistance in this problem, but I would need to know more of the children. These, these, these crimes, these things they've done, they're horrible. Um, and yes, by the way, Adrian, you've been, uh, you were contacted because um, the Emmy kind of knew of you. So he sent the name over to, to, to okay. Chief Nichols. I just didn't know. If you didn't can offer any that. insight, you can offer any Nichols. insight into uh, what causes you, this unfortunately. Unfortunately, you call for children. Uh, are you kidding me? Spoil listen, the I did spare the rocks I did not know for the child. Listen, Shaw, this Shaw, this ain't this ain't like you. These kids, some of these They're kids just... are these are some of these kids are from decent families. Shaw, this isn't this ain't like them. Well, what makes a person a decent family? A decent family usually disciplines their kids pretty well. I mean, I got that's what I'd say, times. but like. Right, and this isn't happening. Clearly, the kids have too much free time, no discipline, uh, no socialism, or perhaps whatever un, it is. Un, un, like we have maybe repression from childhood trauma. We don't know, or recent trauma that is being repressed. Trauma. Well, do I mean? Do we know? Or do we have to look up, into doctor. these kids' families? We we should look. I is there any chance we can find these families or? Yeah, uh, we've got uh, we've at least got something. uh, He flips through a couple of files like he's trying to keep his his files straight. Um, I can probably get you guys or get you gentlemen the addresses if I have to. But at this point, you sort of see him like rub at his forehead and like this fight, this file on his desk is like bursting. (laughs) So it's going to take him a while to find anything in there. Um, oh, by the way, um, Adrian, what do you look like? Same with you, Brody. Um, I think probably just how I look, but yeah, the black hat, beard, okay. pretentious scarf. Okay. okay, and then, I, however, I am only thirty-seven. <laughs> okay, and I, then I'm uh, thirty-four. All right, and then Darius, for everyone who may not know you aside from Philip, because I'm—I don't know if you've run into anybody else in here. What do they see when when they look at you? So when they look at Darius, they see a hulking, large man, cleanly shaven but dressed fairly disheveled. Um, you see little scars all over his um, face and cheek. If you look down at his knuckles, the scars are still there, but a bit less, you know tiny um clearly he's um seen some things and uh he's not particularly shy about getting his hands dirty 
Okay. Uh, Dr. Sprague? Um, Dr. Sprague is um, balding, about 45, has a mustache. Um, you, um, you recognize the Sprague because you do know that uh, there is a Virgil Sprague that's coroner. And his brother, Ephraim, is the medical examiner. Mm -hmm. um, you happen to, if anyone remembers, Dr. Uh, Vincent Sprague is one of the doctors at Arkham Asylum. Correct. Um, However, I will make a mention, Billy Washburn is not your patient. He's one of your colleagues, but he's not yours. Right. Um, and I go, well, you know. It seems to me like a couple of the kids there were actually didn't have any um, issues up to this time point. It sounds like some of the behavior might have been a break or maybe um, um, induced by something. I'm not doubting that um, Darius's idea of that there might have been some issue with discipline, but um, at least one of the kids had um I was acting completely different from what they normally do. So and we shouldn't throw out that it was just uh, a behavioral issue. It could be a mental uh, or, or uh, maybe, as they have suggested, some type of drug-induced. Okay. Also, You're a sprig, aren't you? I know your brother. Good man. Yes. <laughs> okay. Um, Mr. Clancy. Um, you, you would notice that as soon as you come into the room, Chief Nichols sort of gives you a double take. He's like, oh, oh. Nichols, I call him in. <laughs> yeah. Really? Um, when you ask I, for help, pickers can't be choosers, Nichols. <sighs> fine, fine. This, 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 journalist, Mr. Philip Clancy. This ain't going to make the papers, is it? No, no yet, but I'm here to write an article on it. I'm, I'm walking up to him, um, hand out, going to shake his hand in a long trench coat. Um, mm -hmm. Kind of look a little well put together, but a little nervous walking in. I'm kind of in Darius's shadow stretching out. Mm -hmm. That big pile of papers as I'm reaching across his desk, I'm going to knock it over. <laughs> okay. Um, Take his hand and, oh, oh, terribly sorry. Um, hang on look. one second there. <laughs> Philip, that I think might be a, is there anything like us? Yes, uh, you're. <laughs> I'm sorry. You're going to give me a sleight of hand for that one. Very clumsy. <laughs> All right, we'll give this a shot. Oh no, nope, nope, no. Can't spend. Um. So you might. You certainly go to try to do that, but you actually. Actually, how badly did you fail? By the way. Um, I rolled a seventy-seven. Okay, I'm not a. This is face palms. It was. Yeah. <laughs> this, it was bad. This is <laughs> this, it, this isn't Delta Green, or that would have been a crit fail. But um, that was still a fail. So instead of you know, not only did you not, not make that move the way you want, you actually knocked the file off his desk. Papers go everywhere. Oh. 
Oh, terribly uh, sorry. Terribly uh, sorry. Uh, he, he, sh- he shoots you. No. Sit. I'll do this. Oh, you sure? He uh, shoots you kind of a poison- he shoots you a poisonous glare as he goes to his papers. I'm not paying attention. I'm going down and helping pick up the stuff. Always a gentleman, Clancy. Always a gentleman. Oh, of course. But I am scanning it as fast as I possibly can. Is there anything that I'm I'm um, to see? Well, in that case, that to me, if you're looking at documents and it's very quick. I would probably call that, um, uh, what do you think, Tom, spot hidden or, because uh, he's looking at documents really fast. Library use? Yeah, all right. Yeah, okay. Libra- yeah, make, make that a library use. All right. I've got a better shot. Oh, yeah. That's a hard success. Okay. Well, um. You certainly, you definitely see um, names, addresses, maybe a few interesting little um, tidbits about like, um, uh, let's see, marijuana possession or uh, breaking and entering or rape or anything like that. And you've definitely started to make some connections, but it doesn't seem like any of this connected to this case, but. Ooh, do you have some ideas for your next line of for your next story? Plus, you, plus you've sort of fared away some of the more salacious sounding uh, stories to the back of your head to sort of slip to Darius later. I so will. Nichols, I will note all that. Nichols, what do you want us to do about these kids? Why do you even call us here? Look, we're stumped. We don't know what we're doing here. So. Like this is this is completely out of our realm possibility. We don't even really, our juvie unit is completely baffled. We don't know what this is. So we thought bring in some outside help, consult, see what you, what you dig up. You know, it seems like this might require some more. Uh, he kind of winces as he says this. Like, like it's almost physically paining him to say this. More. Um, Unorthodox methods. Darius grins. Two, uh, um, two questions. Philip is Philip is reading uh, one of those juicier files. <laughs> I just lost. You know, step back and just start reading through one of those more um, interesting. Two two questions. Yeah. Um. Where are the kids now where they return to their parents well are, are they incarcerated they shouldn't two of them are dead aren't kids. they yeah uh marino and dooley are dead washburn's at the sanitarium are they buried yep uh at this uh at this point yeah i'd say what's um, the coroner any autopsy we'll have reports from vincent's th- brother yes yeah, we, we we did have the ME look at them. We have their addresses, so we can talk to okay. their families. Do you have the report? We probably start there. Uh, you have the medical report? We could if, probably actually if, talk to my brother, about, you know, Ephraim, about that. He could try to get better from his mouth and look at his report. That That's would pro- I, I agree. I agree with Dr. Sprig on that. 
Yeah, um, just he he's pretty reticent about giving out that sort of thing. But hey, Doctor Sprague, if that's your brother, you think he'll he'll talk to you? I yeah. think I think we need to put. We're trying to find out the reason why these boys have done this. Mm-hmm. So we need to figure out what sort of cause. I guess that's kind of a sociologist's bailiwick. Um, mm-hmm. Talk to their friends, talk to their teachers, talk to their families. See what kind of connections they, they had. Yeah. Maybe so there's like, some connection they yeah. all had to, in contact with. Did they know each other? The, the ages vary, I've seen from the articles, but that it's is all. not a big all enough town to all be in high school. They go to the same school. school. Evan Draper. Could be, could be the same coach or piano teacher. or Were they all around the same age? Uh, two, two of them were 12 and 13. One was at Arkham High, but his age wasn't given. So Nick, okay, well, he was in high ones- school. Son made it to the paper. What about the, the one that's alive? Day? How old is he? The, uh, he's he, at this Darius Nichols double takes. Oh God! I hope I hope you're wrong about that one. And is it just boys, or is it also girls acting out to Nichols? I these these are the only reports we know about. I'm sorry. And, yeah, yeah, yeah Sean, Brody. What what's up? Your, what was your previous question? That you. I mentioned, Mr. Hammer, these are the three we know about. How many don't we know about? Parents have a way of not being too forthcoming about their children acting up. It's well, not that's, uncommon for that. that. That's probably true. Arkham's a fairly small town, though, so uh, I mean, and things I could, get around. It's hard to keep that, secrets. We can talk to this Roberta Henry. She seems to be the one writing most of these articles, I'm sure. Philip, um, maybe you know people. Yeah, Philip, you, you you work at the examiner. You know her. You might not be super close with her, but you've definitely at least talked. Uh, um, is there a chair in here? Oh yeah, there's 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 like a ring of chairs in front of his desk. Oh okay, great. I'm gonna sit down. Is there coffee? Um, there's not, I'm get a cigarette, and we're not and here going through time, Clancy. whatever files and sitting down, and then and when I'm done with one, I'm gonna. Put it on his desk and pick up another. Um, at at some point, you see like a hand come in front of you on the file you're reading. I'll take those back, please. Oh yeah, okay. And I'll hand him that one. And I'll pick up another. Just kind of going through. None of these files um, are related to the, to the case. Oh, uh, you never know that. Yeah, we're here for a we're, yeah, we're here for a job, uh, not for your oh, personal there, There's jobs all over. This this whole pile here is full of jobs. Yeah, they didn't hire you for those jobs. And yeah. I'll thank I you not paid? to keep, keep reading police-sensitive material. <laughs> He's Nothing a- we don't already know about at the paper anyways. So, so Darius goes over and pretends to sort of shoo um, Clancy away and then go, all right, grab what you can. <laughs> of course. <laughs> hey, but then he tries to this like, looks, this looks like, pretty good. I'll right, just he tries to like one. block the view of everyone so that you grab what you can, but like he pushes you away from the uh, from I, the table. I definitely think that someone should go visit the school, the high school, I, and the and the, I, I was I, I was thinking that you and I could do that, Doctor Sprague. Yeah. 
Um, but I think first, uh, well, I want me, you could go to the school. We could go to school, but we also need to talk to my brother. Which what do you, what do we want to do first? Um, perhaps your brother first, just for a jo- jumping off point. Perhaps he yeah. can send us in the right direction. Yeah. Well, he's in Arkham. Yeah. Close by. So I think but does, is anyone else interested in accompanying us in this to here or do I you want have to... neither the experience or the, uh, the clout to go to any of those places or the asylum. I'd go visit one of the families. Oh, I, I yeah. Think they, they, uh, so I don't really mind. Take as long as you want. Yeah. I, um, I would, I would ask, uh, I would ask um, Brody to take notes, please. Of course. Of course. And um, trust me, Trust me, Brody. You're probably the you're better with people than most people I know. So you should be able to get something. It's because I'm neither a private investigator or the police or a and maybe a uh, our <laughs> um, maybe um, Darius Shaw and Philip Clancy can uh, check out the journalist that's been writing these articles. Exactly, what they've already dug up. Yeah, I plan to go talk to to our. All yeah, right. Good to me. Okay, so we've got uh, Brody's going to talk to some of the families. Ramberg and Sprague are going to the morgue, and Shaw and Clancy are going to the examiner. Okay. Shall we um, shall we meet back at uh, the Roach House for uh, lunch? Yeah, that sounds. I don't good. know where that is. <laughs> it's the the ranch house. It's the diner, but yeah. we all call it the Roach uh, House. I will. I will find it. They got oh, some good meatloaf there. Oh, oh, trust me. You haven't lived until you've tried that, Dr. Rambert. The meatloaf is delicious. <laughs> I, I, I look forward to it. Good. I hope, I wish all of us good fortune in our day. Okay. So, since it's right here on my paper, we're going to the morgue first. So, Dr. Sprague and Dr. Ramberg, um, it turns out you're actually, the morgue is not a decent distance away from the police station. It's actually out on West Street in the basement of St. Mary's Hospital. So, of course, I'm assuming one of you has a car or both of you do. Okay. So. Pretty, pretty, you know, easy drive. No big issue there. Um, when you finally get there, um, you head down to the basement. Vincent, you've been here multiple times. You could basically get yourself in here blindfolded. Um, you head to the office and, uh, you sort of see that instead of your brother at his desk, over at the assistant's desk, you see the morgue attendant, Robert Dent. You know this guy. Very much, you know, if you want to get information out of him, oh boy. The, the man is tight with his info. Uh, he, he looks up. Ah, Dr. Sprague. What a surprise. Come in, come in. He's about maybe mid-30s, dark hair, tall, very professional looking, very um, uh, very much has that, like, I know everything look on his face. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which, in my mind, I'm thinking, yeah, in about 10 years, he's going to be one of my patients. <laughs> and I'm going to drug him up and Perhaps another time, Dr. Sprague. Uh, this is in my mind. But, um... <laughs> okay. 
Um, I, I would I would go forward and be like, ah, I do not believe we've been acquainted, and like kind of uh, put my hand forward. This is Mr. I'm Dent, a, uh, Doctor Adrian Ramberg. I I've come all the way from Amberg to uh, visit uh, about your delinquency problem. Oh yes, um, that's been interesting. Um, but is that is that why you you both came? Yes, yes, yes. it's. Yeah, it seems that the um, police chief wanted us to look into it because he's a bit stumped and he thought he would want us to go from it from a mental angle. And I thought I of would course, come here to to see if there had been any um, first anything that you, my brother or you had noticed along the lines of either pharmaceuticals or anything odd medically um, about <sighs> the Dr. two boys. Do you have any, um, like, you know, maybe psychiatric evaluations or for us? Uh, Dr. Ramberg, I don't have any of those. And unfortunately, Dr. Sprague, you know as well as I do, I can't release that information. You're not an authorized party. Well, you you know, I, I'm telling you, that the, I mean, if you would like to give the chief a call, um, he has given me permission, me and... Um, the good doctor here permission to look into this. Do you have it in writing? Um, did the chief give us to it in writing? He did not. Mm. No. A- actually, no, no, no. Back up. Uh, actually, Dr. Sprague, give me a um, luck roll, just a standard. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Luck roll. All right. What is my Not the world's greatest luck, but we'll try. I passed. Okay, it's messy and you're not sure if the signature is completely right, (laughs) (laughs) but it does appear to be something that he he sort of passed you on the way out. It could have fallen out of one of his papers for all you know. (laughs) I must have have had an idea that we might run into Dent. Um, (laughs) So I hand him with that. (laughs) You see his face sort of freeze. <laughs> this seems to be in order. Sort of sighs, folds the paper, turns, files it into a little um, cabinet on the side, and then uh, goes over to another cabinet, opens it. All right. So these reports, he says, as he pulls them out. Let's see. You want Dooley and Marino, yes? Correct. Yes. Okay. So um, he puts them on the table. You know, you you aren't you don't you can get these for a couple of minutes. Um, you you um. You get to look at those for a few minutes. I can't promise much more than that. I right. thank you for your time. It's, it's, I, ho- I hope this will help us put an end to this an epidemic that's been plaguing your town. I hope so. All I right. I will read one and Sprague will, t- I mean, um, and the other doctor will read one. And I'll, I'll have my, one. and I'll take, ha- quickly pull out my notebook and jot anything down that, catches my eye okay 
Um, both of you, please give me a uh, library use because then you're looking at this document. All right. That is a 66 uh, Standard pass. <laughs> okay. So, Dr. Ramberg, you've got Lou Marino. You don't really notice anything terribly out of the ordinary. Um, in fact, like, in fact, you're actually having a moment of like, wait a minute. <laughs> you, you're, 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 you're looking at this expecting German and it, it's in English. And while the languages are very similar, <laughs> you're definitely having like a blank out. Like, wait, what does that word mean again? I can't read. Help. <laughs> All right. Fair. Um, Dr. Spray, you're looking at this and a couple of things you notice. Well, the first thing you notice is that, um, based on what the, the, based on the reports, um, it seemed like, um, everything looks normal for the most part, except in the stomach area, the stomach contents. There's maybe less than four grams or so of this, like, tar. It's listed in the report as tarry black substance. And it's, uh, it's basically listed as, you know, unid unidentified. Okay. Um, you do, that's really the only thing that, that really jumps out at you. All right. Um, but you do kind of notice that there's a there's a there's a note in the session talking about the brain that goes. This seems odd, but unfortunately, you know, uh, his handwriting's not as good as it could be, so it's a little hard to sort of see. All right, and I'll take a quick look at the other file since I can um, see that my German. <laughs> co-partners having some difficulties. Oh, here, take a look at this one now. And, I take oh, a look at, and I'm looking for the same similarity with the other patient. Right. So now, yeah. So uh, you just handed him Joey Dooley. You've got Mar yeah. Lou Marino now. Yeah. Okay. Give me library use, please. All right. I passed again. Okay. I passed this time. Just a normal pass, though. Okay. So, um, Dr. Sprague. You notice that stomach contents, same thing. About less than four grams, tarry black substance. Again, unide unidentified. Um, and from what you could, from what you could tell, it seemed he seemed to have had that same handwriting problem as he did on the um, brain section there as well. Um, you're honestly not sure what happened. Ephraim, well, then again, Ephraim's never really had the best handwriting. So sometimes that area is a little <laughs> bit more chicken scratchy. Mm -hmm. But having grown up with him, do I have a chance of actually possibly guessing what it might be? Um, you know what? Give me a look. No, it's really bad. <laughs> This is a bad day. You're definitely looking at that and going, um, um, 
So I assume that I figure out that there's some sort of black tar in these right, their bodies. Right. You 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 notice that as well, but like that's really the thing that really jumps at you. Okay. Um, and again, you don't even try to decipher the stuff, the chicken scratch in the brain section, because again, you're not sure you're German or English or any other language you know to decipher that. I was, that. I was struggling to read the first piece of paper. I was like, mm. second one, I was like, okay. But uh, is is Dent still there? Uh, Dent is, you know, watching you both kind of, you know, intently because he, he's only giving you a couple of minutes and he's not leaving the room. No, I didn't think so. Dent, um, you wouldn't happen to know what my brother meant by the brain issue here. And I point to show him the thing. He uh, has a look at it. <sighs> was that the... Oh, that was the day we had about three different uh, clients. His gloves were so sticky with... You don't want to know. Yeah, uh, I understand. It made holding a pen very difficult. Uh, Did you collect any samples of this sorry substance? Uh, no, sorry. We disposed of it. Uh, very well. And unfortunately, I really can't say much else without violating more confidentiality than I, than I already have. So if you gentlemen are both done. I think so, but I appreciate you at least helping us a bit, Dent. Of course, of course. You would know. Uh, actually, um, Dr. Spray, give me psychology. Rambert, you can too, if you'd like. Okay. Yes. Mm-hmm. Hard um, I didn't ask. I didn't okay. Ask. Dr. Sprague, you worked with Dent for a long time. You definitely noticed his smile is very plastic looking. <laughs> like uh, he just he just wants you out of here right now. Mm-hmm. And I figure what I said is actually grates on his nerves because right? he had no intention to help us. And by being, being, being polite and smiley and everything else, it just grinds him even more, right? Good, good. You know, I'm thinking in the back of my head. Yeah, a few more years of this, and he'll go right over the edge. Have have a have a good day, gentlemen. He says. Oh, you he, too. As he collects the, ah, the files with with much more force than was probably necessary. <laughs> and I'll make sure that my brother Ephraim um, hears of your of your kind work here. <laughs> I, I turned this and I'm like, he was nice. <laughs> I, didn't, I, I didn't get any of that. I failed that psychology yeah. role. I'm like, well, he was really nice. Yeah, huh. was Steve. And I and yeah. I walk away. There's a little hop to my skip, you know, my my mm-hmm. step. <laughs> so I oh. guess um, we'll we'll probably head to the asylum where the other where the survivor is being held i guess yeah that would be, yeah, we have enough time probably for that yeah so it's, good? it's it's probably like i would say like 10 11 a.m so it's you know early like later morning starting into afternoon you probably have enough time to do that before making it the course. trip over to the roach yeah. but yeah i, I think we'll do that okay. and we can you can transition. Yeah. All right. So we are going to camera pan over to the Arkham Examiner building. Now, of course, uh, Shaw and Clancy, uh, the two of you are very familiar with this place. Aside, 
aside from probably Shaw's office, you're probably in here a lot. So Shaw um, elbows Clancy and go, all right, hey, what do you, uh, what do you manage to pick up at the chief's office? Anything good? Well, yeah, I was going to say, as we're walking or driving over, it, I'll just, you know, my, Darius, you know my colleagues, they're idiots. Oh, yeah. Why don't I just that's, call hey, that's them? That's why I work with you, my friend. That's why, I work <laughs> why don't I just call them, tell them to put a file together on this. I'm taking it over, and we'll pick it up at some other time. I say we get over to the sanitarium and talk to that kid that's still alive. Uh, I hear you. What we can do is when we do come and pick it up, talk to Berta a little bit, see what she knows. Again, you know, I think yeah. she's always had a little thing for me. I'm sure we could work something out. Uh, she's writing that in between her women etiquette article. So that she didn't put any time into that. <laughs> I, I don't read that much. My friend. I don't read that much. But hey, you know what? Trust uh, me. The chief is paying us by today, so the longer this thing takes, the better, right? I do agree um, we need to get to that sanitarium. Yep, sir. Shaw and or Clancy, one of, or both of you, please give me a luck roll. That's correct. Uh, you do it, Clancy. You're probably luckier than I am. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 29 out of 50. Okay, so you finished that talk about Shaw and her etiquette right as right before the elevator opens and Roberta Shaw makes an appearance. Oh, oh hey, Roberta. Great to see you. You know that I'm taking over that case. The the, the kids, the three she, dead, well, the, two dead yeah, kids. She, and... uh, Roberta Shaw, she's the lead reporter at the advertiser. It's, it's the advertiser. My mistake. Sorry. She's the lead reporter at the advertiser for like news. So she, of course, knows you're at, you've been after her job for years. She's not buying any of that. However, um, so for anyone who might not remember, Roberta Henry, probably about five, four, um, dressed in a very smart, uh, smart suit and cloche hat, close cropped flapper hair. Um, definitely has a flinty look in her eye, despite all of, you know, her like, uh, despite all of her sort of demure looks, yeah, she'll she'll nail you to a wall if she thinks uh, you're patronizing her. Ah, uh, yes, Clancy and Shaw, lovely to see you both. How Berta, can I help you? Always a pleasure. Well, as you know, we're uh, I'm on this case. We got called in by the uh, police chief. Um, he's put us on it. Did and... you now? Oh, yeah. <sighs> All right. I'm sure I mentioned something on the way out the door. Maybe yeah, you didn't hear me. I'm sure I didn't. Look, I've been covering these stories already. If you want to invest, you're, you're the investigative reporter that this is your beat, Clancy. I get it. But <sighs> you see her sort of gritted teeth a little bit. Um, Either of you want to give me a psychology, please? Yep, I'll do it. 27 both over or... 40, pass. You got okay. it. Okay. Yeah. I didn't pass anyways. Okay. Um, you definitely can tell, Shaw, that um, she's green her teeth. She wants to say something, 
You're not sure what, but it's but she but she's holding back because as much as you try to be polite with her, or at least try to be polite with her, you two have never really gotten along. So tell me, Berta, what's the deal with these cases? And and I'm not just talking about you covering it. I don't care what people write about kids, but when you have Nicole's calling me, of all people. To look into it. I mean, you know me. Me, kids, and my fist usually I make the news after that. Yeah, I here? know. She sort of gives you a side-eyed glance. You always see too much. Or not enough, bro. She 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 sort of gives you like a very like huh? look. Oh, that part-timer! She sort of gets into like a bit of a snit as she sort of uh, storms past Clancy on the way to her office. You didn't follow her if you want. Oh, I'm following. Oh, yeah. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I just expect her to have the papers ready. Yeah, when this is for the world, she's about to rip someone up. Meanwhile, as she sort of glares at... She's not even paying attention to both of you, but she's sort of talking out loud. That second string part-timer got the second case. That was my story, and he just decided to... Ugh. Oh, he got to the Blue Marina case before you did. <sighs> Look. She's like, what made you think I'm going to tell either of you anything else than that? Huh? I'm not stupid. I need to keep my commission. Well, do you want that part-timer, whoever it is, getting the fourth one or the fifth one? Because here's what I'm thinking, Berta. These are the three we know about. Which ones don't we know about? <sighs> Elisa's okay, Sha keeping okay, it in Sha the family. Shaw, you're going to have to give me a persuade on that one. Ah, crap. Can, can I'm not all right. Persuade. All right, let's see. Oh, uh, 22 out of 20. So I'm gonna spend two luck to make it a pass. Okay, come on. Right, she sort of gives you like this very steely glare, and but then you can see the moment something in her behind her eyes just shifts, and like you can see those little. The, the little wheels turning in her brain. <sighs> Look, you, I don't know much more than what you are than what I've I've already written. I don't know what else you could want from me. So if they all okay. happened at Draper, did you ever go and talk to the school? Did you go and like the, the, there there has to be a pattern, right? Once the. Uh, that that's the that's the damnedest thing she says as you, she, as you finally enter into her office and she just sort of absentmindedly waves you two in, in, into the chairs in front of her desk. That's the damnedest thing. The only thing I can think of pattern wise would be that they're at the I don't know. Maybe it's the schools. I don't know because they're, they're it just you know you can kind of see on like one wall that she has a sort of like a little board 
with like names, locations, information about various incidents, like all over the bo- the board with like <laughs> bits of string. Like, like she's, but some of them are like kind of crumpled and hanging off. Like she's like she's uh pinned and unpinned things multiple times. Like she's trying to make this make sense, and it's just not. Well, you're a very busy woman. Um, just hand us the file. I'll make sense of it, and we'll be out of your hair. There's not really a file, though, Clancy. It's just... Uh, what you got? I, I didn't think you had too much, so... Like I said, um, I've got basically just... Uh, she's like... She's sort of shrugged. She's like, if I had any more, I'd let you know. But really, I've... I've got I nothing. knew. Okay. Well, then I'm getting up and I tell Dar- Darius, I, I knew this was a waste. Hey. You were right, Clancy. I thought she was sharper. Let's go. But, well, you, you know what? Ma- next time you come to me for information, well, you'll be finding my door shut tight. Well, you know how much I come to you for information. Right, right. But don't worry. Don't worry, Clancy. This seat is not is going to be occupied for many more years to come. Awesome. And I'm putting my cigarette out on whatever she has there and, and walking she, out the door. She's got a, an ashtray. This is the okay. 20s. Everyone smokes. <laughs> yeah, everyone has an ashtray. Berta, always a pleasure. Tips his hat. I told you, Darius, this is going to be a waste. Let's get over there. Let's hightail it over. The kid, the the kid that's alive. That's, that's the key. No, I hear that. We want to find, we'll probably want to find out who stole the uh, second case from her. Don't want them stealing our our meal Mm -hmm. ticket. If we run into anyone, we'll deal with it. Um, Either your mouth with my fist, one way or another, we'll deal with it. Okay. In that case, if you guys are heading to the sanitarium as well, we are going to uh, pan over to uh, Brody. Okay. So, you've got the addresses of all three uh, kids. Right. I would like to head on over to Mr. Joey Dooley's house. Okay. Let me grab that for you. Okay. So, uh, the address you're given for Joey Dooley is 149 East College Street in French Hill. Okay. Oh. So, I will go there, park my car, uh, go up to the front of the house. So what what uh, money level would this be? Like poor or middle, um, middle class? There, let me check. I actually have a map for this. Um, I didn't think I was going to need it today, but I guess I'm wrong. French Hill would be in the... French Hill's adjacent to the, the university district. College right. District. So it's it's kind of a mix of, you know, there's that up, sort of upper class student right. area, but then also the place has to have workers too. So it tends to be a bit right. more, uh, I guess you could say uh, rougher. Middle. Yeah. Middle. Yeah. So I'll knock on the door. Um, 
And as it opens, you see a very large man come to the door. Uh, one thing you'll notice right away is that he's very muscled in that very like stout, probably lifts heavy things for a living type thing. Mm-hmm. Um, Mr. Dooley. Can, can I help you? Yes, Mr. Dooley. Um, my name is uh, Brody Hamner. I've been uh, asked uh, if I, if you don't mind, uh, if I like to ask you some questions about your son. At this, uh, his, his his face just starts to shut down almost immediately. Who's yeah, sent you? I don't want to in, intrude on your grief, but uh, who sent me? Uh, I'm been sent by the sheriff, but we're he's actually asking us to. I'm more like a private investigator, though I'm not officially one of those. We've had a number of other children having odd cases, and we want to try to find some sort of correlation between them. Um, would you mind if I, I, if I talk to you for a bit? And uh, I'm, I'm very sorry for your loss. I mean... Do I persuade to get inside? (laughs) Uh, Yes, that's persuade. Thank you, please. (laughs) Unless I just persuaded you. I got a 001. I get in the house. I move in. I renovate. Give you all their furnitures. Yeah, pretty much. Finally, he sort of stares at you for a second. And then all of a sudden, it's like just a lot of tension just eases out of his frame. Come on in. Let's talk. Are you uh, married, sir? Is your wife here? Is... My wife died uh, many years ago. You've been it raising just, your son. It's 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 just me and me and Joey, and well, it's not easy, you know, raising a boy alone. Well, I understand that. Uh, so where do we begin? Um, from. Everything that I've been told up to this point, your son was a rather good boy, and not this was not like him at all to uh, borrow no, it, somebody's th- car. It was, I mean, he's like, that's that's what I don't understand. I, the boys always had a bit of a mouth on him, you know, preteen, right? Perfectly fine, sure. Twelve years old. Twelve, or 12 13, years old. Thirteen. Oh, thir- th- yeah, thirteen, but. And of course, I've, I've had to hit the bell to him now and again, normal, but but then he's been, I don't know. It seemed like he was, he's been sassing more than usual lately. Well, it is this time of the, he's starting to hit puberty and, uh, you know, they start to get, boys get rebellious. That's just, that's just <laughs> yeah, part of I, nature. I, oh, yeah. You know, we, we, we were the same. Of course we were, yeah. Holy terrors to our parents, right? Yeah, some of the marks on my ass has just started to fade. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Do, has he been hanging around any friends, new friends? Uh, has he talked about his teachers or anybody like that? No, no, not really. I mean... He didn't have any trouble at school. People liked him, but didn't seem to have anybody new that I knew about anyway. Mm. But, you know, we never all, but you and I never really told our folks about what we were, about people we talked to all the time either, did we? 
especially the, the, the naughty stuff that we got ourselves into. But uh, Joey knows if, if he ever. Did he smoke? Do. Did he smoke or drink? No, no, not at all. I, I mean, the not odd thing was, of. no, but the, the, the weird thing is, he'd started to, uh, he'd stole, he'd, he'd stole some candy down from the corner store. Never done that before. Hmm. Oh, my, my, my belt arm got a workout that day. But then. And then this thing with the car, I thought, I thought they were looking up for a bit, but then he actually has to like, um, clench his jaw and look away for a second because, well, it's almost like it's hitting him in waves. Right. How did he, uh, how did, how old was he when his mother passed away? Eight, maybe nine. And how did he take that? Pretty rough. I mean, no, no kid likes to lose a parent. But well, at eight, you don't really understand what it means either. And, and uh, well, how do you explain to your son that Mama's never coming back? Yeah, it's very rough. And you chose not to remarry or anything like that. Too busy working too busy and well given the accident and all I just I uh, I move over to sort of sit next to him wherever he is and I'll just I'll put my hand on his shoulder and I'll say now you understand we're we're we're, we're all deeply grieved that your son died. And we've got a number of other children that may be at risk. Um, I, I'd like to ask you, would you give me permission to look through your son's room, his things? Uh, I promise I won't be disrespectful to anything. You know, some. I almost wanted to tell you, no, he never likes... Yeah. Yeah, okay. If it'll help the other kids. And then after the job, I'll leave you. Uh, but you know, we've got a few people in town. If you'd like to talk to them, this is not an easy thing for you. You know, you as anyone else, I'd have probably socked you for that, but maybe just trying to help uh where's your son's room down the hall on the left thank you very much and i'll go down and do a spot hidden uh <laughs> also give me a listen as you head down to his room okay uh 93 i don't hear him crying uh <laughs> i wouldn't listen to him crying anyway mm -hmm. uh where's my spot hidden um I got a 58 out of 60. Okay. So um, I'm going to go in and look for 
where I would hide my shit, you know. You you do manage to find like you know you you check like loose floorboards in the bedpost, um, in or under under the mattress that type of thing, and you know aside from what appears to be some filch candy wrappers, and um, just like some random notes here and there. I don't find anything. No, I mean, like you, you, you spot where he, where he would find that stuff. But as for what was in there, surprisingly, there's again. So aside from the, from the Phil's candy, there's nothing. You said candy wrappers. I'll, I'll take those. Mm-hmm. Um, that certainly could be an avenue to introduce some sort of drug uh, that we are not aware of. So I will take the wrappers anyway. Okay. Um, and if all I see is evidence that he was a perfectly normal boy, and there's no stash of black tar heroin hiding behind his <laughs> you know, nope. mama's picture or anything like that and, um, and yes there is actually a uh, photo there is like a black and white picture of yeah. him at probably about maybe five with his mother on the on the bedside table so the only other slight thing i'll do is i'll ask can i roll a psychology roll to see if anything in a normal boy's room just seems wrong or out of place. Go right ahead. I don't even think I have psychology, but whatever. You, but you know, you, you made a good argument, no. and uh, oh no, okay. Yeah. Uh, no, I mean, really seems out of place. Yeah, no. <laughs> aside from again, aside from just the stuff you found, nothing seems out of place. It's just one. At one point, there was a lively twelve-year-old boy in this house, and now there isn't. Uh, so I'm going to leave. I'm, I'm while well, I'm going to leave the room. Mm-hmm. I'll go back out and I will. If I have a card, everybody had cards back then. Mm-hmm. I'll uh, I'll give him my card, and I'll say, just listen. If you need help or you need to talk to somebody, call me. And I'll I'll can't be easy on you right now. So. No. As far and, as I'm concerned, everything seems perfectly normal with your son. We're going to find out what's doing this, though. He actually, you know, reaches over and puts his hand on your shoulder and gives you that look like, straight in the in the eye. Like you can sort of feel right. that that strength in his grip that this would not be a guy you would want to face in a bar fight. You do that, you hear? I will keep you informed and I will leave. And then my next stop is going to be uh, the next dead boy. Um, uh, Lou, Lou Marino. Louis Marino's house. Um, do them if you want. Or <laughs> okay. All right. They're doing um, Washburn, correct? He's in the asylum. Yeah. Washburn's in the asylum. So, uh, all right. So, you, Brody, have a lot to think about as you're getting back in your car and heading for the Marino house. Mm-hmm. Um, pan over to Arkham Sanitarium. Dr. Sprague, you and Dr. Rambert get there first because obviously you work here. You know where you're going. Yes, I say, and I show my badge. This is a, and I have the mm-hmm. other doctors sign in. This is a colleague from Germany who wants to see how us in America operate. 
Ah, guten Tag. I'm Dr. Uh, Adrian Rambler. Uh, Specialty uh, sociology. It's a bit new. Mm, uh, the clerk is like, ah, I see. Um, of, but, uh, uh, but of course, any friend of Dr. Sprague is a friend of ours. Just sign here and here and uh, you'll yes. come right in. Is our colleague, uh, I, I uh, it. Uh, who's taking care of the Marsh case? Uh, Washburn. Washburn's case, I mean. Uh, give me one second. I need to find that. I understand. Uh, yes. Um, that's actually Dr. Harcourt. Is he in? Um, let me have, let me uh, ring him. All right. She gets on the phone and Dr. Spray, because he's your colleague. Luck roll, please. No choice. Well, that time I made it. So, so Okay. Um, yes, Dr. Harcourt. Um, Dr. Spray would like to speak with you concerning a patient um, with a new colleague. Yes? Yes? Oh, wonderful. I'll send him right up. Yes. Oh, and when you get a chance, um, I would also like to talk to the orderly and nursing staff that's working with that patient later on, too. Of course, of course. Um, let's see. She flips through her clipboard. Who are want them today? Ah, here we are. Um, you're going to want to talk to Tommy, uh, Jim Bartlett and Tommy Slocum are the orderlies. Okay. Excellent. And she's looking through a, another clipboard. Let's see. Where is it? Ah, here we are. Uh, Trudy Hofton is uh, the nurse. Excellent. Excellent. Thank you so kindly. You have a wonderful okay. day. Of course, of course. Um, and as you're about ready to pass her and head into the building, Shaw and Clancy, you guys are coming in shortly after them. Uh, it's up to you whether or not you catch them. Do we see like their backs or has it already closed? Or... You, you sort of see their backs. They're, they're, they're just leaving the reception desk and heading for the elevator. All right, so I'm going to yes. elbow Clancy and go, ah, doctors, you, you beat us to it. Uh, do, I, we, now, do we hear that? Do I pretend to hear that? <laughs> do it. Um, how, <laughs> how, do loud, how loud were you being, Darius? Darius isn't a quiet boy. So basically, the two of you just hear this big echoing boom. <laughs> now, is I'm there any past history between our characters, or do I really have any issues with anyone here? Um, I would imagine I'm polite to your brother because he lets me see all the dead bodies. Um, you you probably you probably know Darius in passing. Uh, like you said, uh, your your brother worked with him more than you do, mm. or rather, Virgil worked with him more than you do. Ephraim wouldn't give him the time of day. Right. Um, Clancy, you don't know him very well, but you can. You're a smart man, and you know if 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 he's often attached at the hip to Shaw, you kind of get a sense that they tend to be two peas in a pod in that respect. All right, well, maybe this might help me. So I go, Leah, go ahead. I, I will sign those two in too. They're going to help me with something. Oh, <laughs> of course, of course. Uh, this is Mister. This is Mister. And I go, I go. This is um, Mister Shaw, and uh, Mister Clancy, and. Um, these are, um, we're working on a special case 
um, for the sheriff's department. Oh, of course. Um, Mr. Shaw, Mr. Clancy, just sign here and here, please. So Darius holds a pen like he would hold like a dagger and signs and block letters. Okay. I'm going to take it after Darius is finished and, and sign my name quickly and just start flipping through. Excuse me. <laughs> what? He is a newspaper reporter. He has a tendency to like to look at things more than he should. I should say so. Be careful around Dr. Harcourt. He doesn't, he's not going to like that. Well, I'm going to take care of that shortly. I said, Thank come, you. With me, come with me, gentlemen. We're going to go to my office first. Because I want to give you some information that I've already found out. And we can split off because I know Harcourt already. And uh, as much as, you know, Clancy, you want to get things, you might not be the right person to talk to Harcourt. However, I have some other people I want you to talk to here at the facility as we get to my office. All right. And I go, it seems that Dr. Ramberg and I have discovered that um, both patients who were dead had some type of black tarry substance in their stomach. Now, otherwise, other than that, it was, they were normal. Well, except that there was something mentioned about the brain. Now, obviously our current patient here probably hasn't been checked that carefully brain wise because he's still alive. However, I do have the name of the nurse that's been on call, Miss Hoffman. And the two Huffman. Huffman. And also the two orderlies, Slocum and Bartlett. Bartlett. And I thought you two would be perfect for talking to the nurse and to the two orderlies, because we want to find out if um, any strange behaviors, but more importantly, if anything has um, either come out one way or the other in a way of black tarry substance. Sure, it's not just smoking, just good for the lungs. Well, not that, you know, usually it's lungs and not around four grams of it. Four grams. It was in less. there. It, we found it in their gut, you see. Well, it was but, found. Unfortunately, there were no samples taken and it was disposed right. of. But But the thing is, is um, at least if we can find out that this boy had the same type of stuff, that gives us a touch point for all three of possibly what may be causing this odd behavior. And I know that Mr. Clancy would then be wondering, where are they getting this strange substance? Of course. Could it be a nefarious drug wing or something else? So, oh. you know, we'll hit Harcourt because he... Yeah, you know how hard, you know some of these doctors are. They're going to be turned off by your quick punch questions, Glancy. But you know, I will ask him, being his, you know, a fellow doctor, and then I will gladly share the information with you. And we'll share our information if that works for you, Mister Shaw. Make good sense, doctor. Um, Excellent. I like you and your brother. That makes good sense to me. And I know that, um, Shaw, you have a late way with the ladies. You might be able to get it, um, a little bit more information than I would from the nurse. <laughs> Shaw laughs and elbows you maybe a bit too hard. <laughs> All right, Clancy, let's go. <laughs>
All right. And I, um, and I will head toward, I will take Dr. Ramberg to um, Harcourt and let the other two take care of the other two, several subjects. Okay. So in that case, you two are going to leave Dr. Sprague's office and split up to go your separate ways. Dr. Sprague, you've had to give directions as to where you can most likely find these two orderlies or at least descriptions of them because you know yes. who they are. Yes, I write down the names and I will write a note saying that I have given them permission to ask these questions. Okay. And if there's any issues, I will take full responsibility. Okay, <laughs> sounds good. All right, so actually let's talk to the orderlies first. So Shaw and Clancy, you guys are up. All right, All right, Clancy. So you remember that case three months ago with the hobos and that landlord? Oh. Yeah. Yes. While we're here, we have a doctor's note. So let's, uh, let's, let's see what we can get out of this. <laughs> let's do this. All right. So we probably go to like their brick room or something like that to look for, uh, to look for the order. Um, you sort of get an idea. You, you do see a door that says um, employees only. It does, however, appear to be locked. Just locked or locked? Locked. Just knocking. Uh, it kind of cracks open, and uh, a nurse you don't recognize is you. You're given the description of like Tammy Houghton. This doesn't look like her. In fact, it's like a very like hatchet of an older woman nurse. Yes. Can I help you? Hi, we're here looking for Nurse Tammy Hofton. Tammy Hofton. Man, I, you know I, know, I, I know who you're talking about, young man. I just not sure why someone like you would be looking for that sweet thing. We got a letter. We need to go talk to her. Let me see that. Dr. Sprague? What Good the? man. One of my best friends. All right. She's not in here. She's on duty. And if you're also looking for, look at this note again, Bartland Slocum, what, if, what, what do they have to do with any of this? Do you Man, know where they're at? Calling orders. Uh-huh. Look, they're all on duty. Last I saw Bartland Slocum, they were in E-Wing. Huffton's on a round. You know where we're, you, Tell me, Man, you know how to find uh, them. I've never caught your name, sorry. Nurse. Ratchet. Nurse Ratchet, question. We're here following up on three or four cases of, I guess, kids being brought into the sanitarium. Uh, like the there's been violent been, delinquents. I don't there's know. There's been talk, yeah. Like we, we know about the Washburn kid. I think I was told there's two or three more. Um, Unfortunately, that's not my kid. That that's not my case. I can't. Are any of those yours? Again, Doctor Sprague wants us to find out more. Far as I know, it's only the one kid, and he ain't mine. All right. So none of the because we heard there were more. So I don't know. According to the papers, they're both dead, right? Yeah, this lady's not. Well, let's just keep. I guess we just walk down the hallways and start yelling out for these. This, this nurse and yeah, but the wounds are padded. It's not that loud. And a good day to the both of you too, jerks. 
slam. <laughs> Lovely lady. I know, right? That's uh, why she works in the crazy house here. Yeah, it, it fits the part, too. Alright, so... I'm going to say, please somebody tell me you caught that reference. <laughs> okay. Anyway, moving on. Uh, after maybe... Um, let's see. You know what? This hospital's pretty big. Um. <laughs> if we see anyone walking in the say, hallway, actually, we'll just stop them. You, please give me navigate. Oh, navigate. <laughs> I put tons of points to navigate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was the first go-to. Double oh seven. Well then. Double oh seven. <laughs> Somehow, your talent for direction serves you well. Somehow, you're not terribly surprised as you realize this, that all these narrow, like, labyrinthine hallways of this hospital look are very much like the alleys you grew up in. And they have numbers next to them. They mean something. Fascinating. <laughs> so, hmm, the madhouse and the gutter are not terribly different. <laughs> um, anyway, so... As it happens, you manage to not get horribly lost and um, find your way to a. You see a couple. You, you see two guys who appear to match Bartland Slocum's dis, uh, descriptions um, coming out of a, a, another room where someone's just been admitted, it seems. They sort of start when they look at you, like. They, they sort of glance at each other. Excuse me? Harlan, uh, Slocum. That's us. Uh, Bartlett says he's maybe about six three, bright blonde hair. Like think all American boy. That's Bartlett. Slocum, maybe, mm, maybe about a head shorter. Prob if you had to guess, probably looks uh, like dark brown hair, bright blue eyes, but has that sort of um, has a sort of almost nervous look about him like he's more of a follower than Bartlett is so they're both about Shaw's size maybe Shaw's a bit bigger but you know around there okay yeah gentlemen and then I go reach out for my um, PI papers mm -hmm. yeah Darius Shaw private investigator this is mm -hmm. my associate we have some questions on behalf of Dr. Vincent Sprague I believe you know the good doctor. Uh, oh, at that, Bartlett's face clears. Oh, Dr. Sprague? Oh, sure. Oh, Sprague, sorry. Uh, what does he need? I see. Oh, well, we're here investigating the this case, um, the Washburn boy. Um, um, we want to know... Psychology roles, either of you, please. Okay. I got a 12. That was a hard success. Okay. I failed miserably. Okay. Hey, Clancy, you notice, and it's there for about, about maybe a second or so. Um, okay, first of all, can any of you guys hear me or see me? Because you all froze for a minute. Yeah, I think you're better now, yeah. Okay. Um, Clancy, it's there and gone in about a second, but the minute you say uh, Billy Washburn, like... They sort of do like that, those sort of sideways glances at each other, like, oh, God. 
But again, you you would have missed it if you hadn't been looking. Problems with the boy? At this, uh, at this, uh, Slocum kind of glances up to Bartlett, and Bartlett's like, "Well, you see, damn this thing." So he, they bring him in after the, after this vandalism. This kid, twelve, goes around smashing windows with a baseball bat for no apparent reason. We didn't, we didn't get it. I've done that as a kid. Um. Really? It's a baseball bat smashing. Didn't get drugged into a sanatorium you? over it. <laughs> what, what else was he doing to get drugged in here? The, the weird thing is, he was like, I've seen kids have do weird things, but this kid, this kid, he broke a policeman's arm. That's you don't normally see that on a twelve-year-old. They brought him in, and he was. Uh, he was trying. He's trying. He's trying to th- think of the, the next word. Uh, Slocum jumps in. He was fighting like a hellcat. Like it took both of us to try and restrain the kid. Wait, you boys? And then you know Darius sort of leans in a little bit. Really? Yeah. Slocum nods very seriously. I thought we were gonna have to. We were. I thought we were gonna have to get Drake. He was thrashing so bad. Uh, Drake Bartlett says is like built like a is built like a refrigerator and about as easily moved. Is he drugged up in a straitjacket? No, see that's the that's the weird thing. We're trying to hold this kid down. The kid didn't have to admit, right? And then Harcourt comes up and goes to sedate him. Not the syringe stuff, the oral one. Don't ask me what it's called. I don't know. And then the damnedest thing happens. So, so, so nothing happens, right? And then and uh, Bartlett says, and then Slocum's like, but basically, like, that first setup does nothing. That's the one you usually give when someone's having an episode like that, right? Nothing. But then they sort of glance at each other. Uh, then the doc comes in with, uh, comes in with, with a different he, the doc has to leave to go get a new drug he comes back and this kid goes crazy I mean crazier like he was fighting like everything to get away from us wouldn't open his mouth for anything Slocum snorts I had to pinch his nose to open his mouth you think he's on something I don't know but then they kind of both trail off, like they're not quite sure how to say this. Then what? Spit it out. And Darius leans in a little bit more. <sighs> it's... I don't know. I mean, I've seen sedatives work fast, Bartlett says, but the second one, the minute he swallowed it, it was like it barely had time to hit a sub before he was puking. You can what? I don't know. It looked almost like tar. It was this black stuff. Bit too young to be chewing tar. How long ago was this? 
uh, he came in a couple days ago. And then, but then, oh, this scared, this scared uh, Jim half to, uh, sorry, this scared Tommy, this scared Tommy half to death. He pukes off this black stuff, starts convulsing, eyes go back to his head, and he falls unconscious. How long was this? How long did the entire thing last? I don't know. Like, minutes? It seemed like, I'm not really a doctor, so I couldn't tell you, but, I mean, like I said, I've seen sedatives work fast, but, and it's, I mean, I've seen it work fast, especially if they give them a lot, but that, I don't know, something just didn't seem, I don't know, it was, who had, it was strange. Who had to clean up the puke? Uh, Slocum frowns, we did. What was it? I'm sure you've seen a lot of things coming out of a lot of different body parts in this this building. Anything like it? No. It's just, I mean, we've seen, I mean, I guess we both thought it was blood. I mean, sometimes if kids have, if someone's got blood in their stomach, it, it can do that. But I don't know. Maybe it was blood. Maybe it wasn't. We weren't sure. We just mopped it. But I'll tell you, we both burned our mops afterward. You guys just threw it down the sink, or what? Yeah, we just mopped it up, threw out the water like we usually do. It's whatever it was; it's gone now. Has it been acting up ever since? Or no, I mean, I've not really been in there a lot. Bartlett says I have. Slocum says he doesn't. He seems, I don't know. He seems normal now. I don't can know. We, can we talk to him? The doctor. Uh, we can't. We're not the ones who can authorize uh, patient oh, visits. We're, we're told to go to his nurse next. Oh, and, uh, 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 Tammy Hofton, right? Yeah. Uh, maybe she can just let us in. Maybe. You, you'll have. But honestly, but. He's Dr. Harcourt's patient, and Dr. Harcourt's pretty territorial. Well, we'll see. Yeah, where, where, where's uh, Nurse Tammy? I think she might be at the nurse's station on two currently. No, that's Nurse Ratchet. She's a bitch. We're not going back to her. Uh, oh, uh, he's like, at, at, the mention of, at the mention of Ratchet, both of them kind of like... Mm-hmm. I've seen her. You talked back to Ratchet? Still have my eyes for now. What is she going to do to me? Uh, um, both of them are sort of like, uh, like you've never seen two guys this big kind of cower before, but they're kind of cowering. Um, good yeah. luck. Good Time. luck with that, they say, as they're Make taking their leave. <laughs> so we'll, we'll head towards where they say uh, Nurse Tammy is, and maybe you could transition to the yep. two others. Yeah, mm -hmm. that was the that's the plan. Okay, Doctor Sprague and Doctor Ramberg, you two are heading up to Doctor Harcourt's office. Go up to his office, and I go, uh, Doctor Harcourt. Ah, ah, Sprague, come on in. Hey, I th sorry, bringing a uh, 
compatriot, a colleague of ours from Germany, Mr. Dr. Ramberg. He's a sociologist. Oh, yes, I've heard. Um, you're, uh, uh, you're, you're muted. Ah, yes. Nice to meet you. I'm Dr. Ram uh, Dr. Adrian Ramberg. I've come all the way from Hamburg. I've, I've heard quite terrible things, unfortunately, that bring me. But it's um, nice to make your acquaintance. It is. And I've heard quite, I've, I've definitely kept up with the uh, news coming out of Germany in this in this field. So, yes, uh, yes. Uh, things hopefully are getting better. Yeah, we, we uh, hope so. we hope so. But um, I, I I was told you're looking into one of my patients. Well, yes, not, uh, yeah, yes. Uh, I, we're I, not, I believe we're it, not... Billy Washburn, a Billy Washburn is in a uh, intern here. Uh, he is. Um, what do you need yeah. to know about him? Um, well, I was, um, perhaps a sprig. May I have, may I... Well, I, you know, I'm, we're not trying to take, it's your case. You're the doctor. I've come to you to find out what is, what's going on with that. The, just to, um, just to let you know, Harcourt, the sheriff has called me in to, um, just because he's concerned about the other ch um, children that have been negatively, we've had, you know, you know, if you've read the newspapers, there's been three children that have been doing strange things. And I was trying to find a connection between all three of them. And I thought, since you're his doctor um, mm -hmm. here at the facility, you could fill me in. Uh, it's your case. I want to hear what you have to say about it. And uh, Mr. Ramberg is here to give a perspective from his area of, of psychology through the socialist. So, so sorry, there, sociologist. More, more a, a sociology. Uh, it's more, it's, it's newer. I've been studying under several Austrian doctors who've published many things recently, but. Oh, uh, yes, of it's, course. It's, I, I believe I, I could help in this, mm -hmm. this rash of delinquency throughout your uh, your city was just it perked my interest and i believe i can be of use here to you of and course. perhaps learn a thing of course of course so i suppose uh what else do you need to know aside from what you've seen in the papers my general medical opinion what well, I've i'd noticed. like to know what yeah well your medical opinion what you've been <laughs> seeing what what has anything worked what regimen you're doing what medications you have them on well that's the interesting thing. Aside from when we, after we admitted him, I've not had him on anything but your standard mood stabilizers. Hmm. Um, but and the admittance, the admittance was a rather interesting time, I will say. Oh, it was. What happened? How so? He was very violent. I'm sure if you if you read the papers, you'd know about that. Hmm. Young boys of 12 don't just start smashing windows for no reason. Oh, I but, completely agree. But attacking a cool. policeman and fighting the way he was? I had two of my stronger orderlies trying to hold him down, and they were having trouble. So how did you deal with that? Well, I'm sure you know, Dr. Sprague, I first tried sodium bromide orally, which did nothing. That's hmm. not... That's not uncommon to have happened. No, it is not. You're correct. But so then I went for the, for the second line of uh, I went for the second line of potassium bromide. That one he didn't like. 
he became much more agitated. His his struggle became much much worse, and Mr. Bartlett had to pinch his nose to get him to, to open his mouth to take to, to take it. Hmm. What was that again? Potassium what? Potassium bromide. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. I'm just writing notes. Hmm. Okay. What 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 have what have you been keeping like so, so then since then what, nothing just and so what happened at when you uh, when that occurred after I administered the the potassium bromide he vomited which that it was a pretty fairly large dose I gave him so which it wasn't unheard of but the vomit was very like tarry black nothing I'd ever really seen mm. before at first mm. I thought. At first, I thought it might have been Malena, but that normally comes out the other direction, not the mouth. Right. Correct. You weren't. Did you happen to keep some samples of this black tarry substance? We, we saw some similar um, similar case of this black tarry substance within the uh, the guts and stomachs of the other victims of this delinquency. <laughs> so they were so internal bleeding in, in all three cases. No, uh, not bleeding, not blood, tar. Not- it's blackish tar. Um, as you know, my brother is, uh, is um, Ephraim is involved with this, with the, the two dead bodies, unfortunately. But I was able to find out that one of the, the two bo- dead bodies had this black tarry substance in the stomach. And you have just confirmed that now we have a third person with this black tarry substance. And I'm hoping that maybe you might have kept a sample of this because this might be the connection. I wish I could tell you that I did. Well, you know, as I try to find out what this stuff is, I'm thinking that this will make a great paper for us if this is, if this is some type of drug or material that causes some type of psychosis. I'm listening. I, yes, I could, use, I could use a... I could use someone of your background to help me mm. if I find out this is true of writing such a paper. Of course, especially given I've had uh, first contact with this patient. Correct. You'll, cer- you'll certainly need my expertise. Exactly. And, you know, and, and I, I figure, you know, having Dr. Ramberg here giving it from the new scientists coming out will give it even more punch. Of in course, the- of course. Um. I have I have plenty of colleagues in Vienna that would be very interested in everything here, and um, and of course, you know, just seeing as I had first contact with the patient, I should have first run on the paper. Of course, you know, your name of would course. go first. I mean, of course. I mean, just imagine it if we have if we crack that this is something going on with three delinquents that it's causing this issue. I just think what a a big thing this will be in the academics. And oh, of course. Is, at, at this, you sort of, I, I'm not even going to have you do psychology for this because, you know, you, you get this. Yes. You know, you can almost see the gleam of like. Um, research um, grants, research grants. <laughs> pretty yeah. much, yeah. <laughs> like, in his, like in his eyes and like, the, and like, you know, more experiments. Yes. And not oh, only that, yeah. but just imagine the new equipment we'll be able to get. Oh yes, and all the new techniques and and the I'm, chemical 
and a I'm chemical in. lab because we we're, would need to be able to do analysis. Of course, <laughs> we're, but, we're, but we're getting ahead of ourselves. Let's yes, focus. Yes, I must. I must wonder. I, I would like here. Um, what was his name? Sorry, uh, here Harcourt. Harcourt. Yes. Yes. Um, I would like to. Is I did want to know and inquire. Is our subject? Um, what's his name? His his name is uh, Billy Washburn. Is he mm-hmm. lucid enough for interview? Perhaps this is a, of mm-hmm. one of my most up concerns right now. And yes, of course, Doctor Romberg has given your if, specialty. If you would, you, if, you would like if, to speak uh, with him yourself. Allow me. If you um, allow me, I, just, I feel this is where I can be the most. In useful. fact, we would be honored if you joined us. Of course, and of yes, course. we would love your counsel and oversight. Of course. Um. In fact, let me see. He checks his schedule very quickly. It appears he's in his room right now. He's just been, as I said, he's he's weak. He's on some mood stabilizers, but he's un- he's conscious and able to speak. So if you wish to speak with him, oh yes, course. yes, yes. What we want to find out, Doctor Harcourt, is where where is he been going? You know, I'm thinking he either. This is either a drug or something edible, or I want to find out what it is, where he's been going, what he's been getting to have ingested this. Have you collected any samples of this black tar? Uh, as I said before, Dr. Ramberg, I wish I had, but at the time I was too concerned with getting him to calm to worry about the sample very much. And, and, and rightly he- so. Perhaps. The patient is always first. Of course. Of course. Yes. And so uh, the orderlies cleaned it up after that. And I'm quite sure the orderlies probably just, you know, threw it out with the wash. Yes, unfortunately. Well, who was to know at the time point the importance? Of course. But now that we know, we can keep an eye out if this occurs again. Just in case. I do not wish to induce such a a phenomenon to occur, though. No, I agree. I agree. I hope no one else. But if we can find out the source... Mm-hmm. That will make the the paper even more powerful because then our clinical um, work <laughs> has helped solve an issue. And now yeah, that will make it so much more powerful. Of course. Uh, all right, then follow me. I'll take you to his room. Of course, doctor. And, we follow- and with you. Uh, four grams. Yep, four grams. Like. Uh, about that much, but sometimes a, a little less, but no more than that. You're muted. Like just a bite? Um, yeah, it, it, it's not a lot. Could be a buildup over time, too, if it's, you know, because some things don't go through the system. Something something somebody's slipping to the kids. Do they all have the same school in common? They're all around the same. Like high school and elementary or middle school. Right. All at Eben Draper, right? But some schools like, is this Eben Eben Draper school? Eben Draper. Multiple levels. uh, No. uh, Eben Draper Elementary is the elementary, and then it's Arkham High. There was one from the So they go from elementary to high. There's no junior high. Uh, It's not listed here, but I'm assuming. I'm, I'm going to go with, since this is my experience, I went to a Catholic school that had our junior high as part of the elementary. So that's what I'm going to assume is happening here. Okay. Okay. So we can then assume that 
it's it's not happening at one school no it's probably a lot of places and it might not even be like noticed or reported on so maybe Although they do say there are no other kids in the um so maybe it's you know. a new drug or something i'm sorry i'm Is not it? actually oh, there no, no, no. It's, it's, fine. it's fine it's fine <laughs> as they're heading toward uh billy's room mr hamner we're going back to you you're heading to the merino house yeah I'm going to I'm going to handle myself pretty much exactly the same way. Okay. Um, and uh, I mean, we can go through the whole thing, but or I can. Uh, I mean, well, do, 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 do you do you want me to tear your heart out, heart out again <laughs> this time with a lot more Italian? <laughs> uh, well, they might feed me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you don't leave it, if you if you leave an Italian house hungry, someone failed. <laughs> um, you'll need to eat cannoli. <laughs> well, I'm going to try to find out the same sort of things. Does he have friends? Has he been hanging out with anybody new? Is he involved with anything new? Okay, so the address you're given. Uh, for the Marinos is 508 South Peabody Avenue near West Pickman, also in the French Hill area. Okay. Um, Same area. You, you can tell when you reach the house, it's definitely on the older side, but it's still well kept. Sure. Um, the Marinos, as you can tell by the last name, are an immigrant family from Italy. In fact, his mother, Antonella, speaks no English. Um. <clears throat> Now, his father, Cristofero, but goes by Chris, owns a diner on the Lower South Side. That was, that's easy enough information you could have gotten just from the police chief. So he speaks well enough English that he can run mm -hmm. a diner. Yeah. Right. I, I, however, I'm not going to attempt an Italian accent. Okay. Nor will I. Um, but in this case, I'm showing up at the house. I don't know that dad's at work. Probably he's at work. Um, Right. So I, kn I knock on the door same as before. Um, as actually when it when the door opens, you see um, Chris answers the door first. Um, and Mr. in fact, Marino. yes. Um, I've been sent by the sheriff to speak with you about the recent incidents involving your son. I. I'm very sorry for your loss and I don't want to intrude on your grief. Um, there are another, uh, there are a number of other children who seem to have somehow been involved and whose lives may be at risk. May I come in and ask you a few questions? I know this is we, very difficult right now. We've already talked about this to the police and after the incident with, I don't see how this is, how the, this is relevant to those other cases? Well, the police are baffled, quite honestly. They have no idea what to do. So they have brought in people who are, have a little bit more insight and a little bit more, you know, solving problems. The police have their own problems to deal with. Um, <sighs> I certainly don't want to intrude. Uh, if it's not too much trouble, I would like to ask you a few questions and... Um, if you'd allow, I would like to take a look around uh, 
his room. Well, you need to see his room. What exactly do you think you, you'll find there? I don't know, but uh, it's it's a matter of asking questions. You know, if this scientist didn't ask, what is this particular mold, then uh, we wouldn't have penicillin today. So I, uh, I need to sort of get a feel for it and see if there's something that stands out or something that uh, makes sense. At the moment, I've, I've just been to visit the other family. Uh, the uh, the Dooleys? Yes. Were, were was your son and him friends? Not that I, not that I know of. He's like, look, we're we don't particular. We're still mourning. We do not wish to speak of his death. If you want us to speak of him, we can perhaps. But his mother is not taking this well. <laughs> Oh, I imagine. I imagine that's very hard. To lose a child is... There's not even a word for it. No. But um, there are other children who we might be able to save if we can figure out what's going on here. At the mention of other children, he... Father Maria, you think there could be more? Well, there's already been the two. There's been Dooley and there's been uh, Washburn. Uh, Washburn's currently in the uh, Arkham Sanitarium. He lived. Uh, he was quite, found quickly enough and restrained, yes. Um, there could be more. We don't know what's causing this. Um, I'm going to ask you some hard questions. Uh, do you know if you're son indulged in any kind of recreational drug no 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 his mother he, would have had his hide did he smoke at all sometimes he he was a good kid he didn't do any of that sort of thing he he kept to him he was he was a one of those he didn't talk to a lot of people kept to himself wasn't the I mean, we're Italian. If we aren't talking to you, we don't like you. But of course, there's also us who aren't like big extroverts or whatever you want to say it. But he was, he was a good boy. He didn't, he didn't cause trouble. No enemies I knew about. Had, a, had some any, friends. Did he have any hobbies or things that he liked to do? Sports or book club or anything like that he he was more of the hands-on type and was focused more on his focused more on his studies i thought but as for hobbies i mean he helped at the diner sometimes he uh he'd sometimes go out and see friends he normal teenage boy really mm -hmm. Yeah, so far I can see why the police are having trouble. Uh, all three boys up until this moment seem to have been perfectly normal. We're thinking that the origin of whatever the problem may be is not coming from the boys. It's coming from someone on the outside or somewhere on the outside. That's why we're trying to find out where they've been. You think they've been targeted? Well, I don't know about targeted. Um, 
he's not exactly listening. He's about he's starting to work right. up into like this angry tirade because sure. oh my. I mean, would you mind if we? You could come with me, of course. We could look in his room and see if there's any anything that makes a connection. I I, I was able to look in uh, in the other boy's room, uh, Mister uh, Dooley's room, and I honestly didn't find anything. He so kind I of don't know. thinks about it. If you think it'll help, but I'm not sure. I'm not sure what good it'll do, but I suppose you you can look. All right. I will. I'll then get out of your hair. Uh, he, he he does yell back to his wife. You're guessing it's something like someone from the police is here. He wants to look in Lou's room. That's why he's in here. That sort. Of, again, you're not sure exactly if that's what he's saying, but you're that's probably something like that. Right. They're probably all dressed in black at this point, anyway. Yeah, there's um, a lot of black, black drapes everywhere. There's definitely a lot of candles. Um, there's like, you get in there, it is chock a block with people. So I will, I will do what I said. I'm going to go and look in the room. Do I do a spot hidden again? Uh, yes. Go right ahead, please. Oh five. Oh, nice. Okay, so again, teenage boy, aside from some uh, interesting art you find under a floorboard, and um, maybe a cupcake wrapper in the bedpost, um, nothing really sticks out too much, except, and let me check this very quickly, because I need to make sure this is right. Okay, um, but then you notice because you, you you got that extreme success on the cupcake wrapper. You think you see what look like black specks. Now, if you recall, I don't know anything about the black stuff yet. Correct. So, so, uh, so next I'm, to I'm still going to take it. Yeah. Right, but like, so but here's the odd thing is, is that this was looked, looked like, looked like a to the crumbs in the wrapper. It was probably a white cupcake. And most white cupcakes, and at first you thought it could have been dirt. Or poppy seeds. Or poppy seeds or something. But this, these sort of, these black specks, they don't, doesn't the light right. doesn't hit, doesn't hit it right. All right, I will fold that up carefully and add it to my evidence. Um, and I say to the father, I'm like, I don't see anything else. Um, did your wife make pup cupcakes or do you think he got this from school? I mean, we, we contact a local bakery to, uh, sell some at the diner, but no, um, my wife, she makes all the Italian sweets. Could he have, could he have gotten this from the diner? Does it? I don't He's like, I don't think. So. Oh, Santa Maria! You think something might have been poisoned at at at, at work? No, not necessarily. That the, 
chances of your son picking one thing, we would have had far more many incidents. But I was just, I was actually trying to more, more establish that it wasn't that somebody gave this to him. Uh, let me see that wrapper. Well, I show him the wrapper. I, I've got it folded because there's some substance in there that I want to make sure is. It, no, that doesn't look like any wrappers that we would have sold. No. All right. Well, um, everything else, nothing else seems out of the ordinary. Right. All right. Nothing else seems unusual. I, I give him my card and I tell him the same thing. If there's anything that you need, please contact me. Contact me. If there's anything you remember, please contact me. Contact me. Um, and uh, actually, suddenly she remembers something. Wait a minute. Looks at that wrapper again. Mm -hmm. Not anything we would have sold, but I think I remember. I think I remember a batch of these. A batch of these made maybe in the last week or two, but who made them? Maybe it was one of our neighbors. I don't know. All right. Well, if I if I need anything, I'll give you a contact, and I'll certainly keep you. We we want to find out who's doing this, and uh, we will keep you informed. Thank you. Um, that, I leave. Right, and as you're leaving from the house next door, um, you see, um, some people like looking through like windows and you know, trying, but uh, but not trying to look like they're being obvious about it. Um, but cause you know, there's a lot going on and, uh, that sort of thing. I make note of the address. Okay. Uh, that was 510 South Peabody Avenue. Um, all right. We are going back to the sanitarium and actually Darius and uh, Clancy, as you're going to try and find the nurse, uh, uh, Houghton, all of a sudden, uh, give me a listen check, both of you. Eleven over twenty-five. Okay. Hard. Okay. Uh, I don't think I passed. Go ahead. Okay, so you hear what's. Uh, Shaw, you hear two things. First thing, you hear someone yelling, what are they doing to that car? Like, it's very faint. Like, it's a toy from outside. And then you hear what sounds like breaking glass. Wait, Philip, did we drive your car or my car? <laughs> uh... Uh, for this, uh, Shaw, they took yours. Shit, it's my car. So Shaw like just starts running out, and then I'll tell Philip someone's messing with my car. How do you know that? We're in the middle. I have of good ears. <laughs> <laughs> oh my! Oh my God! Are the you hear somebody from the street shouting? Uh. Oh my God! Was that a headlight? <laughs> Shit, my car. I just keep running out, pushing past whatever, relying on my earlier navigation role to hopefully find my way out because okay. I can't afford to fix a car. 
<laughs> right. I don't have that much money. Right. Um. Somehow you make it out there. About well, 100- a nineteen twenties car. It could probably take a beating, you know. <laughs> uh huh. But you hear like you definitely hear like some very rhythmic thwack, 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 wood on metal, um, glass breaking. Um. Also, as you get a little bit closer, you see, um, you see a young boy in front of the of the car with a baseball bat. One of your headlights is broken. There's glass everywhere. Um. And all of a sudden, um, because you you got that good listen check before, you all of a sudden you hear like a and one side of your car starts to sink. So Shaw's going to rush out as he's rushing to the, you know, kid. He's gonna, you know, holler, hey punk, cut it out. And uh, the, the, yeah. the boy spins and he's like, yeah. oh, this yours, Fuddy Dud? Go oh, to he's, hell! He's not stopping. Shaw is just rushing at the kid. Uh, game face on. I'm, I'll be glad to run my wonderful intimidation. Um, <laughs> actually, hold that thought for All next right. time. Um, because what you're going to see next is popping up in the driver's seat. Um, is a girl about his age, blonde pigtails. They're both blonde, like maybe uh, these both look to be like fairly young kids. She's behind the wheel, sticks out her sticks out her tongue at you, and then goes to to go and has a pretty good sized knife in her hand as she's going back to go for a, a another tire. But what you also see, Shaw, is that dragging behind her is something that uh, Clancy didn't real didn't know was there. It was under your seat. Um, you don't notice it right away, Clancy. But all of a sudden, you, you see what, what what looks like blue petals on the ground, like dragging out of a, like a I don't know, looks like a piece of wrap paper with a few odd-looking leaves here and there. Shaw is reaching into his jacket and putting on his brass knuckles. And that is where we're going to end it tonight. (laughs) Our players included Thomas Broom as Dexter Yoke and Billy Chung, uh, Oren Meyer, and myself with Jenna Obertaz as the Keeper of the Secrets. We... We have a Discord server where you can chat with our other members. You can set up private games. You can learn the fine arts of gameplay and game mastering. We provide audio-only versions of our shows free for you to download from Podbean or iTunes. If you'd like to help support our show, please visit our Patreon account. Just a dollar to a month helps us a lot. Like, share, and subscribe to our channel and punch the bell icon for updates on our latest shows and leave us some comments. We enjoy reading them and answer any questions you might have. This is Tom Rayleigh, together with all the members of our gaming club, inviting you to journey with us once again into the darkness for another adventure into the universe of H.P. Lovecraft and the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. Until next time, good luck and good gaming.